right. Day 100. Day 100. Welcome back to the Windows <laughs> and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. Congratulations on making it 100 days. 100 days in. You're almost a third of the way through the year. Look. Through the year, man. And, and you've made it. So whatever you've done, right. keep on doing, keep doing it. it. <laughs> right. Keep doing it. And so in light of it being, you know, the hundredth day and uh celebrating like we've made it through eleven books, eleven and a half, ah, not technically half of Psalms yet, but eleven books of the Bible, a hundred days, we want to celebrate and have a giveaway, right? So we're giving away a copy of Holier Than Thou. By Jackie Hill Perry. By Jackie Hill Perry. Phenomenal book. Phenomenal uh, Christian thinker, artist, Jackie, um, and author. And uh, yeah, so the first person, <laughs> the first person to send an email to Keith at windowsmirrors.org will receive a copy, a free copy of Jackie's book. I'll get your address and send you this book. So this podcast is coming out early in the morning. Right. So the early bird, First per- yeah, early gets, bird gets the, the worm. Yeah. And you've heard us talk about Jackie's book before, but I do just want to say again, yep. the holiness of God is something magnetic. It's meant to attract us. Often yeah. when people talk about the holiness of God, they talk about it uh, in the way that... Uh, uh, in a way that repels sin, which yeah. it does. Magnets can also repel if you hold certain uh, poles of the magnet against one another. A magnet can repel, yes, mm. but the goal of a magnet is to attract. The yeah. holiness of God does repel sin, but the holiness of God is meant to attract, and it's meant to attract your love and your trust. And Jackie does that so well yeah. in the book. The book is so dope. So for those of y'all that or going to email Keith and get back a rejection letter, the book is still worth you buying. Yeah. And yeah. too, I will say, like, um, if you hear this and you're like, man, and you're not that one person, like John said, you should consider uh, signing up for our Patreon, right? Where we do giveaways and we have uh, a bunch yeah. of other bonus content, yeah. right? Where you can have more opportunities there to we go. receive books and other things as well. So that's it. That'll be patreon.com slash windows and mirrors. Okay. Yep. All right. right. So the text. Yep. We got to get to it because I got to pick up my daughter from school. Yep. (laughs) Psalm 57. Psalm 57 is dope. Uh, Yesterday, Psalm 56 talked about this call to God for protection. And here, it's a call uh, to God about the appreciation for his protection. And I love what David does. David puts some respect on God's name. Mm. I love what he calls him. He says, God is the most high. Now, it's so interesting. The Bible uses a ton of words to talk about God, who he is, the most high, Yahweh, uh, um, uh, El Shaddai, which is uh, God Almighty, right? Like so many other words. But when he uses the most high, it's very specific. And it's talking about God's sovereignty, that he is absolutely in control of all that is in his transcendence, that he is above right. and beyond all that exists. But I love that. I love what else he does. He talks about God's eminence right. as well, that he mm. is not just transcendent and far above, but he is also intimately involved with his creation and one way i like to put it is that god is both outside of history and also the hero of history Mm. that he steps in to rescue his people and save his people that's good in time amen yeah i spend most of my time on psalm 58 and 59 okay so if you got more keep on going um no i I just i just love uh, how he goes in uh verse six he's talking about his enemies he says uh they prepared a net for my steps 
I was despondent. They dug a pit ahead of me, but they fell mm. into it. Mm. And one of the things that the psalmist does, he always talks about how uh, God brings about this poetic justice where the very schemes that they use, uh, that the wicked use against God's people, right. they fall victim to themselves. Mm. And I think um, looking forward to Jesus Christ, the irony of the gospel is that God's enemies, namely Satan right. himself, has fallen into a pit, into a grave, the very mm. grave that he tried to put God's mm. only son in. Mm. So you see the irony uh, working here and how God, again, is working in history. And at the end of this, I love it because he's like, yo, God came on a rescue mission for me. Right. And this should lead to an evangelistic mission. Right. right? So he's like, yo. I'm going to praise you among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. And I'm here to tell you today, like if you've experienced the grace of God coming to rescue you out of your sin, you should be an evangelist. I'm not saying you got to be a missionary to some faraway country, but I am saying that your life should proclaim what the Lord has done for you yeah. in his mm. grace. I love it. Yeah. Yep. 58. Yep. Uh, 58 is dope. Imprecatory song. Yeah. You said you had stuff for 58 or 59. I love 58. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because you were just looking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, 58. Um, imprecatory Psalm. Imprecatory Psalm, basically, you know, we, we talked about how the Psalms are broken up into these categories. But an imprecatory Psalm is essentially when the psalmist uses this deep emotional and experiential language to call on God to exercise his justice and judgment right, against right. enemies. Now, it's interesting. He doesn't, like, you never see personal vengeance right. in the Psalms. Where you never see, like, I'm going to go beat him up, God. Right, 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 right. <laughs> he never does that. Right? Because... Um, the psalmist knows the Torah. He knows the law. He knows what God will require of him. So he always calls on God to do it. Right. right? He lets uh, God have the vengeance, like right. Paul says in Romans 12, instead of taking vengeance uh, himself. And he's experiencing evil. Right. right. So I love what Dr. King says. He says, uh, we may debate the origin of evil, but only a victim of superficial optimism would debate its reality. Mm. Right. Evil is stark, grim, and colossally real. And you see that about the Psalms, bro. Mm. They are acquainted with the the problems, the injustices of the world, the evil of humanity. And um, you know, I think that if we are following in the tradition of the scriptures, we should be as well. Right. right. And we should be those that call on God in the midst of these things. As yeah. Well. And I love that it's not this superficial, pretty nice and neat calling on God. Yeah. <laughs> Psalm 58.6, right? You can tell oh, yeah. <laughs> that somebody, you can tell how hurt somebody is, yep. not just by who they call on for help, but how they call on them for help. Mm. And he's like, God, I need you to knock their teeth out. Sheesh. God, yeah. I need you to knock their teeth out. They mouth. God, I need you to mm. knock their teeth out. And that's just what I love uh, uh, about that, bro, is it's so raw yeah. there's no pretense with it right these are the kind of prayers that you pray when you're really desperate and yep. when you're convinced there's somebody on the other end who knows how you feel mm. and isn't going to uh correct you in a sense but somebody who you're calling on to work and to do that he's mm. basically saying yo god deal with this injustice mm. completely and swiftly right um you know, one of the things I I love that you brought this out about the uh, imprecatory song psalms. There's this old song by this group called the Rotations. Mm. Came out in 1970. I played it for you the other day. Okay. Uh, it's 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 called We Want Freedom. And what I love about that song is they're singing like freedom, freedom, freedom. Yeah. We want freedom. Yeah. And it's uh 
They don't have a plan for how they're going to get it. No scheme. They're so desperate that they don't have a scheme. All they have is a song. And they're crying out saying, we want it, we want it, we want it, we need it. David here, Psalm 58. David doesn't have a scheme. All he has is a song and a psalm saying, God, I need it. Give it, give it, give it. And you see, you can hear the desperation in the ink on the page as he's crying out to God. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I I love it. Um, I always say on this podcast, I give y'all a million dollars worth of game for (laughs) $9.99, like Jay-Z says in his uh, album. Uh, One of the things you you need to remember about poetry uh, is that three things distinguish poetry, right, in the Bible. Right. um, explain again. Uh, terseness. So they're going to use like shortened expressions, right? Right. To kind of communicate what they want to communicate uh, with emotion. Uh, the other is parallelisms, right? So these lines have these relationship. Right. And then the last thing is imagery. Yeah. And I think the key to understanding the poetry in the Bible, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, all this kind of stuff, is being like meditating on the imagery. So mm. he talks about here, he says, um, they are, he says, uh, God knocked the teeth, off, teeth out of their mouths. Tear out the young lion, lion's fangs. So he he compares them. He uses the, the imagery of a lion. And the thing about animals, their power is usually seen in the fangs that they use to sink their teeth into their prey. Right. So what he is saying is like, no, no, no. Because in the psalm, he's talked about how the people who have power are using it unjustly. Right. So he's saying, yo, strip the powerful of their power. Yeah. Right. And we remember what Dr. King says. Right. I think he stole it from somebody. Yeah. But he says... uh. Um, power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. Right. And so we, we see the corrupting nature of power. But um, another thing that, that King talks about uh, in one of his books, he says, uh, speaking of God, he says, uh, he is not outside the world looking on with a sort of cold indifference. Here, on all the words of life, he is striving and our striving. Like an ever-loving father, he is working through history for the salvation of his children. In alluding to Exodus 14, he'll say, um, evil dies on the seashore, not merely because of man's endless struggle against it, but because of God's power to defeat it. Mm. And so we see David calling on God to be who he is, show his power, uh, and provide his justice. And, you know, I think it's calling us, this text is calling us to live in ways that are just, but also we are to do that as we long for God to bring his justice right. in the end of days. Yeah. Psalm 59, uh, similar stuff. You know, God's power to protect and his power to punish are often two sides of the same coin, mm. right? My man David is going through it. Remember his life, he was running from Saul, whole life, yeah. <laughs> most of his life running from Saul. Uh, and and basically this text tells us about the historical situation. Saul's people had uh, ancient video surveillance right. <laughs> on his crib, right? Yeah. Watching his every move. And so David is crying out to the Lord. And I think um, sometimes the desperateness of these Psalms, bro, mm. are lost on us because of the distance, right? Like right. we... Like, ain't nobody watching our crib. Right, <laughs> watching right, our crib right. To come and get us. Right. But David is like, yo, rescue me. I really need you. And um, yeah, and he cries out to the Lord. And he's like, yo, I need your protection and your power. And, uh, you know, God, man, doesn't get tired of us. It seems like David is always crying out to God in the songs about these things. But right. I love that, that God does not get tired of us coming to him about the same things over and over. Right. Yeah. And David is going to assert his innocence here, bro. You know, like, hey, I haven't. Like, I ain't, I ain't did nothing, bro. I ain't did nothing. I'm, I'm good. My yeah. hands are clean. Right. And uh, at the end of the day, like, he's calling on God to vindicate the innocent, to vindicate the righteous, to come through and work on his behalf. And what I love is while they're watching for David, David says in verse 9, but God, I'm going to keep my watch on you. Mm. And what I love is that his peace comes not from looking at his enemies, yeah. waiting to see what God does to them, but he turns around and he tries to search for God and the whole thing. He's like, yo, God... 
I'm going to keep my eyes on you mm-hmm. and I'm going to wait until you act. Yeah. And it's this concept of balance, bro. It's the strangest thing, bro, that if you try to balance a broom on your fingertip yeah. and you look at your finger, it's so hard to maintain balance. That's good, bro. But if you try to balance it that's good, and you look at the top of the broom, Wow. You find, oh, yo, balance is easy. Mm. And it's not about how hard it is to balance. It's about where you look. That's good. David's foes are on him. And he's like, yo, I'm going to keep my eyes on the top of this broom. Mm. Right. That's excellent, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal illustration. Psalm 60. Lament. Communal lament. God, you rejected us. Yep. Right. You've broken us down. You've been angry. Restore us. You've been shaking. uh, You have shaken the land and split it open. Heal its fissures for it shudders. Rejected, broken, beat down. How many of us have had these same prayers? Yeah. Right? Like we've talked about how the Psalms don't just uh show us that people have felt what we felt, but prayed that the same things we've prayed. Right. And um he uses these plural pronouns. Right. Right. Like it mm. is about the people of God who have experienced right. these problems mm. from their enemies. And it seems as if, you know, the one who is supposed to be the solution to our problems is actually our biggest problem. It seems as if God is against us. Yep. And he's even going to use this language, bro, um, uh, from Jeremiah 25, talking about the cup right, of wrath that, that Christ would talk about in the garden. It's, yep. like, we've, it's like we've experienced your, your people who are blessed by you. Right. It's as if we are experiencing your wrath. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's going to call on God for salvation. Verse 5, save with your right hand and answer me so that those uh, you love maybe rescue and the right hand of God in scripture we know speaks of his mighty work of redemption and saving his people, especially uh, thinking about the Exodus. And um, man, I think that what David is going to get at throughout the Psalm is that, you know, the best way for us to be comforted in the Mm. midst of feeling rejected Mm. is to remember the word of God Mm. and the God of the word, Mm. right? The word of God and the God of the word, like what he promised in his word and what this God has done in real space, time, and history right. to save people. That's right. Good. And this is what David has to call on, right? Yep. And I think that um, at the end of the day, you know, he's going to say like, uh, human help is worthless. Right. Like we need divine aid. That's right. Good. We need the resources of the word, of the spirit, of the church, of the community, of the sacraments, all of these things that God has equipped us with to remember and to be equipped to fight against the despair that can That's come good. from this broken world as we wait for the rest that is to come. That's good. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would remind us um, of your word, Lord God, and that you are God of the word, Lord. I mm-hmm. pray that we would hold those two things um, constantly together with us. And those things would shape our perspective as we find ourselves uh uh, trying to balance uh, things that seem like they're just ready to topple over our entire world, Lord. We ask that you would fill us with a sense of peace. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.